Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They are conversations that I don't think I expected to have because my husband is, you know, progressive and married a you know, a woman with a master's degree and knew I would work, you know, like you don't think that they, (laughs) you don't think that you'll need to have those conversations. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. We're momming today about some serious working mother dilemmas that take the work-life balance way out of balance. When to say no to work, when to flat out admit you have a child care issue, and when to hide it. Joining me now, Ronica Cleary, a mom of two and president of Cleary Strategies, which is a communications strategy firm. Ronica, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Lauren. You wrote an article in USA Today about a woman who brought a toddler to a black tie event, and I quote you, Motherhood can bleed into our lives in a way that might be inconvenient. It was beautiful and brave and reminded me to be more open about the responsibilities on my plate as a mother who is also managing a career. You liked seeing that woman with her toddler as her accessory at that black tie event? I loved it. When I saw her, I I immediately said, I, I need to go talk to this woman because I write in the piece about how much of my career, ever since I've, I had my children... I would work to sort of hide them and hide the demands of motherhood from work. And I I found her to be um, very inspiring because I don't know if I would have had the guts to, you know, her child care fell through when I went and I spoke with her uh, and she said I wanted to be here. And I just thought, what a brave thing to do. It sounds a little bit uh, extreme, but as a mom who knows what it feels like to try to pretend like motherhood is never inconvenient or it's always inconvenient. Right. And, and and I just thought, look at you, you know, and you're letting everyone in this room know that I'm still here. I have a toddler and I wasn't going to choose. So I found her to be very inspiring. And I had been thinking about writing something about motherhood for a long time. And it was it was very unexpected that that event was the thing that kind of compelled me to actually sit down and and write some of my thoughts about the difficulties of managing a career in motherhood. It resonated with you. Why is it, because you're not alone, I'll add myself to that list of women who hide the fact that they have children at work. You know, I'm not sure if some of the fears we have are all real, are all founded. I do think there is a fear that we think that if we, like one of the examples I put, I would I never put pictures of my children on my desk or you know, artwork anywhere near my office space because I always imagined that if I made it obvious that my family was a big part of my life, that maybe I wouldn't get the next opportunity or people would decide that, oh, well, she can't handle this shift or this schedule or this opportunity because she has to pick up her kids or be somewhere at night or in the mornings. And, 
you know, there's two things with that now that I kind of look back on that tremendous fear that I had about being honest about my responsibilities. Um, number one, that might be true and, and that's okay. And number two, you know, maybe some of it is in my head. And I think if we are a little more honest about it, that's really the, the point of it all, that if we're all more honest about it, that maybe we could create some change and some, uh, you know, cultural shifts. So, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I'm, with, I'm with you. I, 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 it, it's an inconvenient truth. I do have to do school drop-off, school pickup, parent-teacher's night. So I'm, you see the pictures of my kids on my desk. I, they're my priority. Mm-hmm. I care about work, but work is number two. Sometimes it might be number one, but really it's number two. Sure. Do, do the way you present yourself and talk about your family at work, does that impact how you're perceived as being serious about your career. I'm sure that it does. And I think that we are in a generation of women. I, I don't know how old you are, but I imagine we're similar in ages and certainly of a, of a similar generation. I'm 36. Um, we were raised in such a way that um, until we had our children, our career was our number one priority. And we were raised to believe that was a great thing um, and that there was time to have our children and space to have our children, and there wasn't a necessarily a sense of urgency to have our children. And I think that that shift in our personal lives, once these beautiful little little babies are here and alive, Disruptors. Um, right, <laughs> is a very hard thing, I think, for us personally to navigate. How do you then suddenly uh, walk down this path of a career that is still such an important priority in your life um, and that's something you've you've articulated so intensely to your bosses and managers and mentors. And now suddenly we have to say, well, wait a minute. It, it's still very important. It's still an enormous part of my identity, but I have these, these little people that matter more than anything in my life. And that balance is an incredibly difficult transition that I don't think our mothers prepared us for, because I think for most of us, our mothers didn't have that sort of... They paved the way. Right, exactly. And so it was a conversation that they didn't think to have with us because they didn't know to have that conversation. And so I think that it's essential that we have this conversation. And I also think the other part of it is that we need to have conversations with our sons because we will raise our daughters to be like us and to um, embrace this value system of a meaningful career and motherhood. But we need to raise our sons to understand that they will likely find partners who have that value system. And I think that that is also a missing part of the conversation that I will write about one day. But again, I have to kind of wrap my thoughts around it and maybe be inspired by another you know event that, that gets me motivated. So what... What you're saying, oh, I'll, I'll motivate you. We'll talk after this podcast yeah. um, about some things that happen in my own house. Right, exactly. Um, I, I think it's changing, but it's changing very, very slowly. Right. Um, there's this, have you watched, it's the Netflix uh, original uh, marriage story with Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver? I don't think so. Okay, anyway, it just came out. I'm sharing this because okay. they're getting a divorce and, you know, they both, they want it to be nice and and. She, the the uh, Scarlett Johansson's in the attorney's office, and the attorney's like, "Look, you need to say everything positive. Life, you have to. You are a mother. You cannot show any weakness, not one bit of weakness at all. You have a job that's great, but you have to never be late for pickup. You have to never do this wrong." And she's like, "But for men, it's a totally different story. That the court of public opinion, in fact, the actual court <laughs> uh, legally." Um, hasn't evolved much on, on when it comes to mothers working 
and being caregivers. We forgive the father all the time, but not so much with the mother. Right. And it's a big accomplishment for the father to take on, you know, one lesson or something. I mean, to kind of show up to one daycare drop off or something. And I, it's funny, I do notice, um, even at my kids daycare, I notice the, the dads that are the ones that are there every, who are there every day. It's clearly their job. And I think that's an, you know, an interesting conversation that they must have had at home. And I'm inspired by that. And it's funny, um, I did start my own business. I worked in, uh, in television before, and now I, I have this own business. It's been just about just over a year. And people will ask me why my kids are in daycare because my office is in my home. And I, I just I just kind of scratch my head at this, again, this weird sort of understanding we have about motherhood and work and the balance of it all. And so, yes, the father's kind of – hopefully it's changing, but maybe they get a little too much credit for – a, a little too little, um, and we don't nearly get enough credit for the work that we do. And I don't need credit, right? I, it's, that's not the point. But I think an understanding of the, the the I always think of this the magic I make happen behind the scenes to make a picture with Santa occur is seems so minimal, but is so real. And maybe we don't need to necessarily always talk about it at work, and we certainly shouldn't be talking about this with our bosses, but we need to be talking about this with each other, and we need to be a little more compassionate with each other because it is it is so astronomically demanding and so real that if we just pretend that the balancing act is easy, which so many of us do, and I, and I understand and respect the desire to do that publicly, I really do, but I think if we do it too much, we do a disservice to all of us because it's not. And we you need have, to be honest about that. You have a new business. <laughs> Thank it, you. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> In the beginning, I, I know how hard that is. It, it's, it's long hours. It's a lot of work. Are you honest with clients when they say, hey, we need, we need a, a phone call. We need a meeting at this time. And that time doesn't work for you because you need to do something with the kids. Right. How do, you, do, you, do you lie? Do you hedge? What do you do? So, you know, and I, I know you saw in the piece, I, I tell this one story about a conference call that I was asked to be on at 3.30 p.m. on Halloween. And I really had a moment where I thought, you know, I can just, just lie and say I have another conference call at that time. But I it was the I, I truly think it was one of the first times in my professional career where I told the complete honest truth and I just said, I cannot do that time. I have to be at the Halloween parade at school. And after I sent it, I mean, I just thought, I can't believe I just said that. You know, I, that's absurd to admit that, but it's true. And what was the reaction? She said, okay, we'll do tomorrow, right? And that's my whole point about are we in our heads with all of this? I'm sure that wouldn't always be the case, but... I just, I think we need to do that more. But the funny thing is when I saw the piece in print and that story is in the piece, um, I really felt a little sick because I was, I was afraid that I have more than, I have other clients, you know, and I thought, am I now painting myself as less reliable or not prioritizing correctly? And it's a hard thing to be honest. And that was just one time. And you know, now I think to myself, okay, I've already used kids as an excuse once with this client. 
I should probably wait a year to use kids as an excuse again, right? And so your business is important to me. I'm not always going to have excuses, but Halloween is a big deal. Um, That that one felt okay. (laughs) I was off for a few days. And on one of the days, I I was at a water park with two young children. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying water park because A, I had to be very attentive to them. But B, I didn't have my phone on me or even near me because you don't want it to get wet. You're in the water park. And work just kept I'm also off. You know, it's a vacation day, but they kept emailing me, wanting answers to certain things. So it was was many hours later. And I finally responded. I was like, I'm just going to say, I was at a water park all day with my kids. Um, Here are the answers. And no backlash. It was fine. Of course not. Of course not. (laughs) Like I said, that is the point. So much of it is in our heads. And uh, if more of us do this, then I think our bosses and mentors and coworkers will see that we're not the only ones. Okay, so let's say our our bosses, our coworkers, and colleagues um, accept our choices, our excuses. They're fine with it, but does it get reflected in our paycheck? I don't know, and I really don't know if all of them will accept it. I really don't think they. I don't think they will all accept yeah. it. Um, and that's a personal journey that you have to take if that work is the right place for you, or if that if that sacrifice is the right thing for you. And I don't expect women to just wake up tomorrow and tell the truth all the time about the demands of motherhood when they're at work um, because there are some real challenges associated with that. And there are, there are obviously people in positions of power across all industries who will not be sympathetic to that. Um, I wonder if there's an upfront conversation that you can have where you, you know, you're about to take on new responsibilities and you say, look, um, I am a mom of three. I have childcare. Um, I have flexible childcare. I am 9.8 9.8 out of 10 times available to you during these hours mm-hmm. and these after hours. Mm-hmm. However, and then you you give yourself that that leeway that you need. And then maybe, you know, when the nanny's on vacation or when something comes up, you just you raise your hand and you say, look, I'm, I'm going to need some forgiveness this week. But you know, as you've seen or will see with my work ethic, that I'm, I'm going to go to bat for you. Right. I mean, certainly, I think the onus is on us as mothers more than on fathers what? to kind of set that standard and that um, that uh, that reputation, if you will, that we will be on 99.8% of the time. But uh, for now, that's the system that we're working in. And I do think that we need to demonstrate that ability first before we can almost have the, the quote, luxury of saying my kid is sick today. Um, and I have, in my previous career, I had a whole system in place where I, I never stayed home for a sick day with a, with my daughter. I had a, a way to have emergency care and I, my, it's, it's as if I, like motherhood was never, on the surface of my career, motherhood was never a problem. Right, like it was all and that's how you internalized, it. and that's that was how the message you were that sending. was the message I sent deliberately. And I, I tell this story um, about how this one time I had an interview with the governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, and I'm driving to Virginia, and on the drive I got a call from daycare telling me that my daughter had a fever, and I was living in a city by myself. My husband was not with me at the time, and it there you have these moments of fear and isolation and you think, well, how am I going to make this work? And I said, I need an hour and a half and I'll be there. And somehow in the hour and a half, she recovered from it and I didn't need to leave. But you think, what what, what do I do in this situation? 
what am I supposed to do? And so you did the interview. I still, I still did the interview, and I would have done the same. And if it's just a fever. I, <laughs> I know. Tell your day, your daycare. I well, mean, how high was the, the way fever. they? No, but I'm saying the way that they. You know, they say you should. I mean, their demands of mothers to be there immediately when someone is sick or ill. I mean, that's 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 a whole other thing. But that conversation or that scenario. I did not anticipate before I was pregnant or before I had my daughter. And that goes back to that point I made earlier about the fact that I don't think our mothers as a whole had this conversation with us because I don't know that that uh, reality was the same for many of them. And so I just want to make sure that with my children that I help them just understand the scenarios that they're kind of going to be in. Well, and, you said it best earlier, educate your son. And educate my son as well, not just my daughter. Not only have this conversation with my daughter, but also have it with my son because it's a real life, it's a real scenario. Everyone with kids is going to get a call on a bad day with yeah. their kid having a fee. That's, that's going to happen. But if you've never anticipated that or thought about it or planned for it or had somebody say to you, I've been there too, then that's where the the isolation occurs and you feel so alone as a mom. And that's... That's not necessary because you're not. I have um, – and, and this is on me. Um, I actually just had this conversation with my husband. I was like, you know, you do a lot with the kids. You do a lot on the house. But that daily responsibility, cooking dinner, laundry, getting them, you know, putting their clothes out for school, bedtime baths, all of that is me. It's daily. It's it's routine. It's not forgiving. It's 100% me. Right. I'm like, you don't really have something that you have to do every day for the kids. Mm. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah, the default is that I do the like the, the default is the pick up and drop off on me. So if I can't do it like today, I put it on his calendar to be there. But I don't like I don't begrudge him that. I we, we had a really tough transition into the to to parenthood with my daughter's first year of life. Um but I think we're figuring it out. But yeah. you're right. There's they are conversations that I don't think I expected to have because my husband is, you know, progressive and married a you know, a woman with a master's degree and knew I would work, you know, like you don't Duh. think that they, you don't think that you'll need to have those conversations. Right. And thankfully he's been receptive, receptive to them. And I, and he has really grown and changed and he is a wonderful father, but I did not expect to have to do I that. I didn't. The it, contingency plans get pretty desperate. Yeah. I have to say guilty as charged. Um, I actually wanted your opinion. So I don't even know if I'm giving the right advice, but usually um, when younger women ask me about starting families, I say, just wait, wait until you have your career set because you're going to need a whole bunch of favors from your employer and you kind of need to be established before you can ask for those favors. And I've always questioned if I should say that, but now after this podcast, I'm really questioning if I should say that. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. That's, Why not? I'm really torn on it because, I mean, I had my first child when I was 31 and I will never forget giving, and I'm in like good shape, and I will never forget the first bath I gave her. And I was like, man, my back hurts. Like, <laughs> I don't know how people do this in their 40s, you know, because it is such a physically- So old in uh, your well, 40s. No, I don't mean that that <laughs> way. I'm just saying like, I did not expect the physical demands of motherhood to be as intense as they are. Yeah. And so there was part of me that said- you know, if you are in a situation where you have the relationship that's right or the, you know, finances that are right, like like don't wait. Just like have your family. They'll be it'll be inconvenient and difficult no matter when you do it. True. You know, so I I think about it a lot and I sincerely I don't know what the answer is. I I don't really know if 
waiting until your career is more established is the right thing to do or just saying, no matter when I do this, this is not going to be easy and I'm not getting any younger and like, let's just, you know, have these kids. But I do think it's beautiful and wonderful that we have the the science and the medicine that women have more flexibility and opportunity to, to you know, expand their years of when they could become mothers. I, I think that's a wonderful thing. So I don't want to diminish the importance of that. But to wait for the sake of waiting and thinking that somehow it might be easier. I mean, I, I guess that's my yeah. only concern because it's so bottom line. Yeah. Bottom lining this is mother working. Mo- motherhood is hard. Mm-hmm. Working motherhood is even harder. Yeah. And prepare for that and talk about it. And just again, that transition from career only to career in motherhood. Like, let's be honest with ourselves and each other. And in doing so, I think that maybe we could be a little bit more successful and maybe happier. Isn't that a funny thing to think about? Like happiness as a mother can actually be really challenging to get because there's so many demands on your plate. But maybe if we're more honest with ourselves, then we can find more of that that happiness that we're all searching for. Ronica, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.